nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. So Gary, have you been? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Here we are, episode four. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? Yes, indeed. Um, this is us kind of catching up on ourselves a little bit. This is going to be us uh, kind of up to date yeah. with the shows, mm-hmm. getting them recorded and then up online the same week. Um, so any news and things like that will be more relevant. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about maybe some more things that are happening just now. Um, do you think we'd make it to episode four? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I guess I did, yeah. Yeah. I was ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like, well, you know, the 100th episode and we're looking, like, looking back and oh, yeah. it's been like, oh. Remember the, remember the, remember episode one, you know? <laughs> Oof. Never did pick up that cheese slice thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, shall we go on to today's film? Okay. <laughs> Enough bullshit. <laughs> Would you like to introduce us to... The film. Okay, so on today's episode, we are covering covering the film Gummo, uh, directed by Harmony Kareen, and Gummo is the story of a town, small town in Ohio, which is hit by a tornado, which sort of destroys the town and kills off all the adults. And the film is about sort of an ensemble of characters, an eccentric range of characters, and. What they got up to? It doesn't really have a, a strong narrative. No, 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 no connective tissue really between the characters. I think do they even other than in, in their individual main characters' individual stories. I don't think they actually meet any of the other main characters, do they? Um, not directly, really. No, is it the cat uh, yes. storyline oh, which kind of intertwines? Yeah, well, there's a big cat fetish for this yeah. film. Is <laughs> they they love and or hate cats. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think I was surprised at when with your description even there, like um. But the adults all being killed off. There were a few yeah, adults in the film. It's a few. And, yeah, and I, no, because I was expecting there was was none. Right. So it was, it was just a bit kind of. What is tell me the wrong thing right. there? <laughs> so you've been watching the right film, you know. My initial thoughts in the film. You hadn't seen it before. No, but no. Uh, that's one I love this film and what I love about Kareen in general as a director. He has this kind of ability to sort of create these bizarre images, mm-hmm. but they also feel quite sort of honest and truthful at the same time it's kind of like a strange combination yeah I, f- I find the film quite quite beautiful and poetic mm-hmm. but I can also see how people would all, uh, look at it and say it's quite grotesque definitely at the same time. yeah and um, yeah. apparently like, I mean I, was, I watched some of the the, the special features on the DVD mm-hmm. um, the, the animated photo gallery with an interview with Karine and um that's kind of what he's saying. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it can eat people. I, I don't. Although I didn't. I, I don't see how people could be offended by it. Mm. I can. I, there was bits in it that made me kind of like some of the cat stuff and things. I didn't really. You know, yeah. what I mean, I'm not big on cruelty to animals, but mm. obviously, you know. But like, it was. It was part of that story and kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, even the little vignettes between the the sections. You know, with mm-hmm. the kind of guy speaking. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that like meant to be Solomon that was yes. speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, at first it was really creepy at the very beginning. Right, I learned, you know, it was really kind of. I don't know, it just it threw me off a little bit. And then the other, the other character that he was hanging about with... Um, Tumblr. Yes. Yeah. And he does like kind of bits, and his bits are quite like poetry, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, well, some of the like kind of the vignettes in between like, the kind of short documentary style almost. Yeah, yeah. Look, the, with some of them like um, improvised, I take well, it. Well, it's or, hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a, a script. Right. But um, some of the... You've got the main characters, which has mm-hmm. some kind of narrative, and then there's all the kind of asides, the different characters, yeah. and a lot of that feels like totally improvised. It's because a real documentary feel. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was there was some conversations that were just like that can't be, you know, like <laughs> yeah. How do you script that? But uh-huh. I guess you can give people a general subject matter and have them improv. Improv, but I mean, the way you described that he cast it, like the all mm. the kind of surrounding characters not the main characters yeah literally like 45 minutes or something like that cast them at Burger King or something like that you wouldn't think that they would have that much skill in the improv mm-hmm. side of things yeah it would seem more like logical that it would be just conversations that they're having totally but did you discover where they found the, the main character uh, well Tumblr one of the main characters was it not like um, in a talk show yeah it's, yeah, uh, like, it's uh, Sally Jesse Raphael oh is it I never knew it was that <laughs> but uh, yeah you said it was a talk show and it was a uh, paint sniffer survivors yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, but like that guy's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, he's a great definitely. performance. I think. Um, I think there's him and 
yeah, played the Bunny Boy. I've only really done, well, Bunny Boy's only been in this, mm. and in Tumblr's only been he's been in a couple of films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the two, I believe. But um, I know he was he was really believable and mm-hmm. it kind of all worked. Um, the, the bit where he's in, in the car with his dad, right? And asked about his mum, and then yeah. his dad basically almost completely sidesteps the question totally. and, and talks about yeah. like his own mother figure <laughs> <laughs> and being tempted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Did you find it problematic that there was no narrative in the film? Not really. No, nah. I'm kind of I'm kind of used to see. Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, you've both kind of seen Slacker fairly recently, yeah, yeah. and um, there was a kind of similar feel to, to parts of it, like mm. you know, or like that kind of way, the non kind of linear narrative or nothing connecting it. So no, I was I was I wasn't put off by that at all. Yeah. I found the little car- the characters' own stories quite interesting. You know what totally, I mean? It was yeah. quite. I don't know. It was quite parts of. Could, could seem quite depressing mm-hmm. like the bit where um, Solomon's in the bath yeah. and um, getting fed his spaghetti <laughs> and the colour of that image, yeah. bath water man <laughs> um, uh, his mum's a bit mentalist you know yeah. that was the thing I was going to say about the you saying there was no adults I don't know whether it's less or more fucked up that things have still gone to shit even though the adults are still there right you know what I mean like in Solomon's house his mum's still there aye right if you if you took that house the way it was all set up in the waters of that and there was no adults and it was just him, mm. you'd think, oh, well, okay, I everyone's went to shit. I can kind of see that. At least he's using soap. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the bath. Um, but the fact that his mum's still there that that kind of struck me as a, even more like de- depressing, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? Of an image because it's like, sure, everyone's kind of went to shit in the town, but like things seem to be still functioning. But it's still, it's like that. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Like that kind of. Do you think that's a, a, a that that was always that way or? I think that's post tornado. Um, you know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. a lot of the characters are, like, I mean, in the kind of description I read in Wikipedia as well, were like, can we describe it as like backwater? Kinda, right. White trash. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Quite um, kinda, yeah. So I don't know if that, if it's, uh, I don't know if he's saying, I don't know if it's meant to be that that was always like that and it's just the fact, I don't know what, you know, is, are they saying almost like the, the tornado, tornado had little to no effect on these people? Other than the loved ones dying, that's a difficult one because he's presenting a world which is kind of um, it's sort of in moral decay. Aye, uh huh. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that goes on, killing the cats to sell them to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah, <laughs> and stuff like the and even like poisoning the cats. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and feeding glass. Um, so, so I don't know if just because the rest of the world seems to be still functioning. You know, it's not like we're not. First, when you come in, you kind of think okay, this could be like some sort of not post-apocalyptic, but that could be the kind of feel of it, mm-hmm. you know. Especially when you said about it was just kids and stuff like that. So, but then when you come in and you see even at the very beginning when the bunny boys on the bridge, yeah, and I know that's just like an introduction, but the, you know, still plenty of traffic and things. So, so the world uh, yeah. is functioning. Uh-huh. They're not too far away from, you know, it's, it's not like it's like out in the middle of nowhere town. Yeah, yeah. not near any cities or towns. You know what I mean? Sorry, village or whatever. So. It seems weird that the the tornado had such a would have such a drastic effect on everyone. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I get there was a character like the twin on oh no, the twins, the brothers, mm-hmm. the work that were working out, and they had like supposedly killed their parents. Yeah. So that was what the the thing it said. Um, like characters like that, you know, and, and the two little cowboys. Yeah. I mean, they didn't seem to have anyone, and the mm-hmm. girls like like Chloe Savini and their sisters, but you just wonder how. How far, how much of a difference there is between what they were like before mm-hmm. and what they are now? Yeah, good point. I don't know. Um, the thing with the tornado, the obvious like cinematic reference for me is uh, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that you've got Judy Garland who feels restricted by the world. She mm-hmm. wants to get away from the adults, yeah. and she goes to this dreamland where it's all sort of fantastical and everything's great. Sure. Whereas uh, Kareen's his when his tornado hits the world kind of turns kind of yeah like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get what you mean uh-huh. uh, but there's also at the same time it's a lot of sort of bad shit going on but it's a kind of joyful celebration celebratory yeah. mm-hmm. feeling as well it's a bit of it's a like, it is a little um, it is very like kind of a free yeah, feeling yeah. you know what I mean uh, even just the initial image from when he's first come across Solomon in, in Tumblr like when on the bikes, just come down the hill, yeah, yeah, like that, and, the, and even just the music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It was very kind of felt like something like at the Road Warrior or something like that, you know right. what I mean? Just yeah, kind of yeah. uh, free, as you say, like mm-hmm. being free by this this event. 
Um, as I said, I just couldn't looking back, and I, I don't know how far you think how far they're meant to have come. Mm-hmm. Having no reference to what their life was like before. Yeah. I mean, there's a few pictures and things like that that kind of gave clues to maybe what their life. But I mean, mm-hmm. pictures are like the, the way the pictures were like family portraits. I mean, those can be yeah uh, staged, shall mm-hmm. we say? Yeah, going back to the narrative. Like I think Kareen has basically said he has no interest in like doing conventional stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um which is quite refreshing, I find. Definitely. Um I think he just said I've got a quote that says I put on screen what I wanna see. Mm-hmm. And it's this really sort of emphasis on an actual creating an image rather than a plot. Yeah. Um uh, but He was kinda of saying like if the, if these images had existed before he wouldn't have made you know, yeah, it's not something totally. he looks for stuff that isn't there, mm-hmm. almost, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, I've read a lot of reviews and stuff on IMDb and people like are really saying this film's just a mess. Just kind of a bunch of random stuff put together. But for me, I find it quite compelling. I don't... No, it doesn't bother me. There's no way... Uh, no, of not at all. Just react. I find all these nah. characters completely engrossing. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, the thing. But then I found myself, like, kind of... There was the one bit that, like, kind of... I, I was enjoying the film, don't get me wrong. I was just wondering where we were going, if, or mm. if we were going anywhere. Indeed, you know what I mean. Yeah. But the bit that kind of like got me in, and I was kind of like, oh, I, I kind of fell in love with the characters, you know, and I actually felt something for them. Mm-hmm. Was the bit where um, like Solomon and 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 Tom go to the the girl with the Down syndrome. Yeah. To have sex with her, and um, they're joking about him and her, and she says it's you know about his wife, and she's not going to be, and then he winks his eye and yeah. blows her a kiss, <laughs> and I was just I, I just paused it and like started like pissing myself I thought it was right. so funny I just thought it was so cute and so funny um, and after that I was just sold on them you yeah, know what yeah. I mean it just it really got me mm-hmm. but that's the thing all the characters are quite endearing you just yeah. say like, you know it's kind of it's weird to say that because they also have kind of wrote down like everyone's raging right. like, everyone seems to be so angry you know yeah. what I mean like at some point in the film they mm-hmm. all seem to take their rage out on something but they they're so like kind of you don't mind yeah even when like Solomon's doing the weightlifting with knives and forks and stuff like that taped together, and his mum's tap dancing around yeah. about him, it's just so endearing. And he puts on Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely I, I kind of got yeah. sold on the characters definitely. And that's and that's quite a hard thing. Not a hard thing. That's it's well done mm-hmm. doing that when you don't really have like, a straight story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to have these all these separate little stories and get yeah. that was the thing with Slacker. With Slacker, I never I never you weren't with characters long enough. Guess that yeah. that bounced about every five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. You went with one set of characters long enough to care about them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that that this definitely had that over that. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Talking about the the girl with Down syndrome. Sure. Uh, one of Karen's things he likes to do is to present like sort of people with of dis- disabilities or mental problems. I think people have accused him of exploiting those uh, yeah, actors I- and characters, but for me, I think Karen's totally sincere. He's saying portraying them in that kind of beautiful way. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there was not there was no kind of um, making a fool of these people. Even the girl that, that was kind of had the the doll baby, the baby that that, yeah. that that was a doll. Some of the things she was saying were funny, mm. but like I didn't think it was like exploitative at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it was it wasn't making it like you see some of these like even like reality shows and they're edited for comedic value you know what I mean mm-hmm. like this wasn't edited anyway this was basically just exactly what was happening yeah so there was no kind of effort in his part to it like, I can't see where people would say that he was making it worse or mm-hmm. trying to say that this is wrong or bad or funny or stupid whatever you know what I mean it was very much just kind of this is how people are totally yeah um, and the, the girl with Down Syndrome like, it took me a, a second like until she started speaking and was talking to Solomon to actually realise that she did have Down yeah. Syndrome at first you know what I mean yeah. I was kind of it didn't factor in, you mm. know what I mean? And even and say even the dialogue with him, you know what I mean, it was yeah. really natural and kinda it worked. Yeah, it's, it's quite a fucked up situation. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I mean dog yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty it is really but, fucked uh, up. Yeah. Um, yeah, forgetting that part of it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, the nice, characters you know I mean? are like totally sympathetic and yeah. I find it quite touching. Mm-hmm, like, definitely. Uh, I mean I, I, I when I first, when at first before the conversation with Solomon and, and, and the girl, what was it? Did we, Remember her name? Um, what the side character? I don't remember any yeah. name. Um, I only remember the two guy, the two boys, because mm-hmm. they were kind of to me they were the kind of main characters kind of through the film. But when they first went to that guy's house and and he got the one guy Tom goes into the room, I was kind of feeling kind of dubious about it. Right. But after the whole the the, the, the conversation between Solomon and, and the girl, like I didn't even have any kind of 
thingy towards like, hatred or you know bias towards the brother. I didn't even feel right. that. I didn't. You know what I mean? I didn't even feel that kind of like you're mm-hmm. a bit of dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, like, I never thought of it. It wasn't. I didn't. Wasn't like I thought he's a great guy, but uh, I didn't. I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and because that such a nice wee kind of scene between those the guy and the get the Solomon and the girl, it kind of took everything else away for me. And then jumped to the impromptu stand up right, routine, yeah. which I thought was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought just, that was so. I liked that. That was random, random stand up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kareen. I think he loves like sort of vaudeville style mm-hmm. comedy and like one liners and stuff like that. He's got a few of them. Again, really, really, sorry, really well pulled off by um, the guy that played yeah. Tumblr. I mean, it really worked. You know, what I mean, um, made me laugh like that. One of the vignettes has like, the albino girl, and she's talking about um, like a type of guy she likes and stuff like that. But then she said she's born without without toes. Right here. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so like, you know, I actually was just paused myself. I didn't pause the film, which was like, right. huh? <laughs> you know that way? Also, about, just after the, the dad tells the kind of random story about when a guy asked about his mum, they cut to the party when they're all arm wrestling and stuff. Right. And then the chair wrestling. Oh man, what, what was scene? that all about? <laughs> that was, it was genius, but that, what was it all about? That's what I'm saying, everyone's raging. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that Think it happens? <laughs> Kareen has actually seen happening before. I just it definitely comes across that way. That, like he's kind of like, right, I saw these guys do this. One's going to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it was fun to watch. But <laughs> it was the, the rage and the even the, the chicks were like kind of shouting. You know, like, like cut <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> but like coming back to everyone's raging. I mean, even those like, little cowboy guys. Like, yeah. When they they. You know, fake shoot the bunny boy mm. who's lying on the floor and they're just shouting, hurling abuse at him. Yeah. It was like everyone, it just rage, you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. kind of, again, it seems to be a kind of that and cats runs right through yeah. the film. Um, well, the two scenes are kind of <clears throat> suggest so one of the themes of the film that doesn't really, I can really pull many major mm. themes out of it, but one is like sort of that those two scenes are kind of expressions of masculinity mm-hmm. in a way where that scene, the wrestling. You've got all the guys with their shirts off. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a conventional masculinity. And the scene that the cowboys versus the bunny. Mm-hmm. Cowboys obviously represents a traditional American yep, view of masculinity. Definitely. And they're attacking the bunny, who is uh, a more sexually ambiguous character. Sure. Possibly a gay character. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, Even just the fact that he's different in any way. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? That, that, that seems to be, again... Um, Generalising here, I've never been, so I don't know. Yeah. The South are generally, or that, you know, of America, that kind of uh, mm-hmm. style of place, generally. And I mean, there's some conversations about the black people and stuff like that that are had. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got some good buddies um, <laughs> that, that suggest, you know, just that any, anyone different, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that comes to the, I guess, the bunny boy, the fact that he's wearing a pink totally, bunny yeah. ear yeah. hood. And that's a reason enough to, to hate on him, you know what uh. I mean? I think the film overall is like a celebration of the other this, no, mm-hmm. that yeah. sort of triumphs. I guess so. I mean, it's... like, I liked the conversation that Tumblr and Solomon had about um, Tumblr's um, brother. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was saying that he's, he's, right. he's, he's well, he said he's gay, but like, he's sounded like he's like a transvestite or like, um, you know, he's yeah, he dressed chain. like ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Solomon asks, is he pretty? <laughs> I guess so. Um, but I like that because he's pretty enough to have a boyfriend. <laughs> I like that though because that showed some form of acceptance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and when they get into the, the little guy's house at the end where his grand yeah. is, and they find pictures of him mm-hmm. dressed, I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's no kind of, like, oh my God, you know what I mean? It's more kind of like, oh, look, he's got a gay one. Mm. Like when he shows them the, the Playboy or mm-hmm. the, the Playgirl, or whatever, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that kind of say the thing that made I, I like you know that kind of thing. I don't really like kind of prejudice, but yeah, um, that kind of eased it a little bit for me because those characters were so kind of almost accepting of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy against goes to shoot the cat, um, Chloe Savini's cat. Yeah. Um, says it's a lesbian cat, <laughs> <laughs> and then Solomon says it looks mom, like my mum. Yeah. <laughs> bizarre. Um. But sorry, I, like, I, yeah. that, that seems to be a kind of... I, I get what you're saying with the celebration, but yeah. of like, different, the, the otherness. Because the, the bunny kind of triumphs at the end in the sense yeah. that he, mm-hmm. he's the one who's uh, he kisses like the two sisters yeah, yeah, in yeah. the pool. Uh-huh. Well, conventionally you might think 
it might be the two main guys mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who yeah, would be like definitely. the heroes. Uh, um, what was up with him holding the cat? Like then, like the then. end uh, is did, that, he, did he just find it or I think so yeah. I think it's meant to be their cat mm-hmm. ah yeah yeah that yeah, yeah. it was her, their cat because of the the heart bad, name badge on but mm. I wasn't sure like if it was meant to be like kind of right I killed your cat haha I'm kissing you you know what I mean <laughs> yeah um, um, the bunny seems to be some kind of like moral guide through the film right for the audience uh-huh. I felt yeah, yeah some kind of Christ like character. Mm-hmm. Does the, the Christ pose. Yeah, not a single line either. Yeah, totally. I mean? um, um, it just kind of comments, gives you an idea of the tone of the film. I mm-hmm. love that scene where uh, he's in a toilet. The, the, the kind of accordion music yeah, he's been yeah. playing for ages and then you realise it's him playing it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of uh, melancholic, but also sort of joyful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, especially when he goes into the kind of up tempo. Yeah. You know, it's really kind of, <laughs> ah, it works. Um, the bit where he's going down the hill on the skateboard as well. Mm-hmm. It's quite. Uh, I like a lot. A lot of the kind of. I take a lot of the stuff was handheld shot. Right. Yeah. I, looked, looked, I mean, I know from some of the stills in that animated gallery, like he had a kind of handheld camera, mm-hmm. as well as having like um, large film cameras. But um, even like, there's a lot of like, really shaky shots, but it didn't put me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It usually, like that would kind of take me out of it a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It worked for this film. Yeah. Because I think because all the vignettes were so differently shot, you mm-hmm. know, they were all like either handheld or like off TV, it looked like off TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, he seems to be using like different formats. Mm-hmm. I think um, I heard he'd said to people just to go out and shoot stuff. Right. Because there seemed to be some, I couldn't tell if it was like 8mm or if it was a video, like blown up to 35. Yeah. Compared to 35, but uh, some it's of the little tell. vignettes were mm-hmm. really grainy stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like a sort of collage style. Yeah. It's kind of uh-huh. created. One thing that's quite interesting, like, some of the sections, it breaks into, like, almost a pure documentary style. Yeah, Where the characters looked, directly address the camera. camera. Yeah, that was the kind of bits that I was yeah. kind of wondering, yeah. Yeah, did that pull you out of the film at all? No, like, no, again, it was kind of... I don't know, it, it didn't pull me out of the film at all. It it was... just added a different layer to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of was something slightly different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was quite interesting. Same, yeah. Because those parts were seemed like actual conversations, I yeah, found yeah. them quite interesting. Mm-hmm. There was a bit where they're ta- again talking about the, the killing cats, so the uh, what for gasoline down the into cat's throat or something like that, or right. was it, or and set it in fire and it never come back? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it kept coming around. Um, but no, yeah, I, I enjoyed I, those sections definitely. I think just because the characters are so compelling, you, you don't it doesn't matter that it's breaking the, the no, fourth wall or whatever. No, because it, it's it's. Because the the scenes with the main characters are so random, and even those scenes aren't that connected. Yeah, you know what I mean. You kind of need those vignettes in between because you couldn't just cut from one part of it to the, the next. Mm. It wouldn't really it, that wouldn't wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense. That might take you out of it. Mm. But cutting to those little little sections in between, you know, whatever they may be, kind of helps smooth over to it so we get to the next story about the characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because again, the stories don't happen to, don't need to have happened in order for all of them. You know what I mean? They could have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, that yeah. definitely worked. That's something like John McGadar does in some of his films. Like he has a few films that are kind of essay style, mm-hmm. like similar to this, and he has that the same thing where it's almost an interview with mm-hmm. one of the characters. But in this, you don't. There's no interviewer introduced. No, no. It's like almost speaking directly to the audience. There was a bit in the the very end, more or less when they were talking to the, the girl with the, the dolls. Mm. And that almost looked like she was being asked questions from the side. Yeah. But that was the only kind of hint of anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting, like, pushing narrative to the point of documentary, mm-hmm. where the two things converge. It, and, and kind of meet seamlessly almost. Yeah. yeah cause mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's, they kind of folded into each other. Yeah. Um. And it was almost as if the, the, the sections in between could have been shot by the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's why they, they were documentary style less than, than actually them you know, mm-hmm. shooting a documentary style uh, section of the film. Yeah. So when Solomon is having the bath, mm-hmm. like, and his mum seems to be almost disgusted by the fact she's having to wash his hair. Right. Like that, like, you know, she looks visibly <laughs> disgusted. Um, I don't know whether, I don't know what, to, was it the fact that, oh my God, I'm having, you know, I'm having to have my son in this like, dirty bath kind of thing or is it the fact that like oh my god I'm having to touch this little child <laughs> like you know or his hair you know what I mean I don't know it just looked I don't I, know I, she definitely looked disgusted to me <laughs> did you not get that 
I didn't get that. I mean, she's she's in the bath, and then she's come to give him his dinner. I you know. I <laughs> <laughs> must be completely normal. And then aye, 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 aye. I mean, it's weird. And then she goes and gets she gets the bar of chocolate, and then yeah, goes, yeah. Oh, it drops first, in the bath. I know. Oh no, I know. <laughs> oh, he's first stuffing that in as well, isn't he? Yes, oh. yeah. Slivers are coming with and everything. <laughs> and then back to the spaghetti. <laughs> remember when girls used to shave their eyebrows off? Do you, do you remember that? Like, like did they do that? Man, I remember from back at like primary school. Oh really? Ah, uh, there was a couple of girls like shaved them off. Huh? What did they do it for? <laughs> what, what, did, what did this character do it for? I don't know. <clears throat> it was the most random thing. I thought she was. I thought she was gonna like maybe like. Let's shave off her unibrow or something like that. Right. I thought that maybe maybe makes sense. Mm. And she totally just takes her eyebrows off. But I remember like girls doing that. Like I, oh, thought, right. I don't know what it was for. Okay. Because that... it wasn't an attractive <laughs> thing to see, to be honest. But yeah, that was only kind of seems a bit troubling to me because I wasn't sure if they suggested I'll do po- that. Pointing out a craziness. Or uh, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like, could you do this for us? Or yeah, it's hard to, to see. me it was. I don't think I don't think that was. I think that feel from the whole film. Mm. <clears throat> so I give them the benefit of the doubt that you know that it was something that was maybe the girl's idea at, at least. Yeah. I don't think it was something that would have suggested to her, mm. but I just thought I'd bring that, that yeah. up because I, I just I do remember girls doing it. And okay. I, I, I still to this day do not know what to give them. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the soundtrack was pretty good. A lot of metal mm. kind of yeah. stuff like, at the very end, like just kind of booms in with the the metal soundtrack in the credits. Right. Um, After uh, <clears throat> that character, the, Eleanor, that sings yeah. Jesus Loves Me. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the narration? The, what, in the, set, in the in between sections? Yeah. <clears throat> the Solomon bits? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I quite liked I really it. liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'd say when it first came in, it was quite, I was taken aback. Mm. I wasn't expecting it. It sounded, it sounded like really creepy mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why but it just did but um, no I really liked that yeah, yeah. it's probably a, a influence of Terence Malick right. who uses that kind of narration like particularly in like uh, Badlands and Days of Heaven right uh, it has like a whimsical kind of childlike sort of poetic mm-hmm. narrative and also Linda Mance who plays Solomon's mother right as in Days of Heaven right uh-huh. Kareem does the same thing but it kind of always makes that kind of trash poetry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's great I love the one at the start of the film uh, Solomon says a girl fr- flew through the sky yeah. quite a nice image but yeah, it says I looked, I looked up, up her skirt, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like perverting yeah everything uh-huh. uh, and then so one bit, he's talking about Tumblr and he says he had what it took to be a legend <laughs> he was a marvellous persona yeah 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 <laughs> I mean those um, when I first came in it sounded like this especially because of the, the tone that the, it was delivered in it sounds as if it was going to be like someone <clears throat> who was a lot older and looking back on a time right. gone by, and uh, even that kind of thing, like with you know talking about Tumblr, like you know he had a great person like looking back on things. If you know what I mean, um, but no, th- th- those were really it was kind of those times when I actually missed it mm-hmm. like in those like, in between bits where those actually bits were I think it was Tumblr was talking was it when he was t- writing stuff and things like right, that. Yeah. Um, where I, I kind of was expecting the Solomon. Narrative, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or narration, sorry, but no, I quite like that. It was mm-hmm. dead. It was fitting for the whole thing. Yeah, it was yeah. Kinda, it was almost like a twisted kind of stand by me kind of thing. You know, looking back on your time as a child. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the the scene with the the, the grandmother that they turn the machine off on? Right, I guess it's troubling in that sense, but uh, I don't know. Watching it, I didn't feel any it didn't bother me mm-hmm. so no uh, I was um again these characters what they did what they're doing comes from a nice place yeah also it kind of contributes to that the th- sort of breakdown of moral codes mm-hmm. but um at the same time in that scene I'm, I'm totally with those characters rather than the grandmother or mm-hmm. Jared Wigley I believe his <laughs> name is um I mean I'm, I personally have my own views on euthanasia type thing right um and i'm definitely i'm like i'm for it if you know what i mean if, if it's if it's the personal choice and things like mm-hmm. that um so that was only that i kind of thought about it afterwards i thought like you know but i know that if i was in that situation i've said it many times i don't think i'd want to live like that you know what i mean yeah so and that was kind of the way they were putting across was like the guy says like she'll live i bet she'll live 100 years in this machine kind yeah. of thing um so when they actually turned it off, I, I was kind of expecting it, but 
it didn't actually give me I wasn't troubled by it as yeah. you guys are saying but I just wonder what you thought yeah about it's this presenting thing. quite ambiguously because mm-hmm. they're doing that <clears throat> sort of out of revenge because mm-hmm. uh, Jared Wrigley started killing cats yeah that, 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 they, they broke it in out of revenge yeah. but I don't I'd never get the feeling that they would have hurt, right. hurt the gran maybe like you know I suppose uh, she'd been well yeah you know what I mean and not lying I don't think they were, I don't think I didn't t- t- take that as a Active revenge turning off the machine. Yeah, it was more like kind of like she's already gone. Yeah, almost. You know what I mean? Aye. Because that wasn't the way to me. That wasn't the way it was presented. It was like let's do this to mm. hurt the guy. You know what aye, I mean? Because it's kind of it starts off as revenge, mm. but yeah. then I think if, he, if he'd out. been there, I think they would have you know maybe yeah. beat him up or whatever. Because the scene before where he's talking about all the stuff he has to do. And yeah, so. and I, I guess that kind of that gets a purpose as well because he seems to be doing killing the cats to make money mm. to look after his grandmother so mm. that kind of gets their their uh, purpose across but I didn't feel in that moment that that, that was why they were doing it you mm. know it's a bit odd when <laughs> he tells me to shoot her in the foot though right. <laughs> um, but I, 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 that's trying to say something I think about what that mm. I think it's hard to say if Kareem really has any views on grand it grand purpose in mind I don't know mm, I don't know yeah. I, I definitely felt for that from that the way the way the dialogue was and the fact that it was kind of a very simplistic way of saying like it's not really living right yeah you know what I mean you know but like it. you know machines can make you live yeah you know when you, way past when you're supposed to if you know what I mean mm-hmm. and she really wasn't there anymore uh huh so I don't know yeah, I guess Kareen's films are all, all often sort of about youth, mm-hmm. celebrating youth, mm-hmm. particularly kids, and this, this maybe feeds into that, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the vibrancy of youth. I mean, there's a line about as, um, life, you know, about life being a beautiful and wonderful thing, kind of, yeah. that's, you know, and one of the kind of narrative things, so I kind of got that, that is it, is it kind of any life, as long as you're living mm-hmm. it? is worth something yeah you know even these characters who seem to be as we you know like deplorable in most senses they're still happy enough mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they, they get what they want out of it yeah you know of life they're getting out of life what they you know what they need mm-hmm. kind of thing to get on even like the, there's a scene where um they're kind of getting high in that girl's house <clears throat> the right, boy, yeah. he's, he's playing with the photos and yeah, the, the yeah. bugs are coming from behind it and then like he's lying on I don't know if that's his mum, but it looks right. more like a sister to me. Um and I kid, I felt a bit sorry for that little guy. I don't know why. Right, okay. Like it just cause it just was such a kinda thing. But then I thought, no, he seems quite happy. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. It's he's not knowing anything different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who am I to judge what someone else's life's like if they're happy enough in it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's an odd scene because it's kinda his mum's obviously out of face mm-hmm. on the couch, but He's afraid that he can't get the picture frame back. Yeah, on. as soon as like, <laughs> I don't know if that was improv kind of thing right. though, because like, he, my baby was wasn't he meant to do that, and like Karen yeah. just like, left the camera running because he kind of panicked. <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, oh, I know what you mean. That's a weird thing. Do you ever do that when you're a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a weird transgressive thing. Like when I'm a kid, I do I'm it gonna... now. At the house, <laughs> <laughs> my wife goes. <laughs> like, you want to see what's behind there? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm just gonna. This is supposed to be. And there, then you kind of get it back on. Yeah, you're yeah. Tra- you're, you keep moving up and down, <laughs> up and down. I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> you got to make sure it's level. <laughs> um, but no, that was kind of what I think I took away from it. I guess that like, and and the kind of the thing that like Tumblr was saying about the grandmother that was that she wasn't living at all, mm-hmm. and in some ways she almost had like a slightly better life. Like the you know the the house wasn't quite as you know as crazy looking as. Is the is like Solomon's and things like that, and, yeah. and she actually had a grandson who was looking after her. Mm-hmm. So in some ways it was better, but really it, she wasn't living at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was kind of you know that was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would I'd, maybe that's just what I took away from it. Yeah. But, um, looking back at it now, I think that was maybe him trying to see, maybe trying to say something about as I say, life is life. As long as yeah. you're out living it, you're not hurting people. Yeah. Necessarily. Mm. It's strange, um, there's two sort of threads because there's a Tumblr character who has like the suicide video diary yeah, type thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's trying to want to kill himself. Yep. And that's contrasted with uh, Solomon who sort of celebrates life as a line he says, uh, life is great, without it you'd be dead. Aye, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, yeah. But to me that, like again, coming back to maybe the narration being in like, a post. 
Right, looking back on the fit matters again, it's hard to tell because there's no. I mean, there's no one answer. But like, if mm-hmm. I was to take that, was looking back on that, and having those suicide videos as being set after this fact, you know, like, so maybe it's kind of that's what happens to Tumblr afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, the suicide thing, and that maybe that's why he talks about him. He had what it took. To, he was a legend. You know, had you know, yeah. he had a great persona. Tottenham in yeah. the past since whatever, and maybe he has topped himself like at some point. Uh, I get it. I'm just pulling things here but like that's that was the way I kind of took it that maybe those sections were based after the or set mm-hmm. after the kind of maybe in the film yeah do you have any things you didn't like about the film um I see I wasn't like I don't I don't know there's a couple of moments of the kind of the cat violence that I wasn't okay. keen on but it right. didn't put me off because mm. I knew that it wasn't like you know it was, it was it looked that maybe it was roadkill they were using yeah but I know they didn't kill cats Aye. necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but no, I don't think so. The one I was gonna, I meant to say actually the the sisters Chloe Sevigny and her sisters yeah. the, the dialogue between them two mm-hmm. like I really enjoyed the, the kind of you know the, the, the two and, and the, the little sister I really enjoyed their dialogue right, it was yeah. quite natural and kind of mm-hmm. funny and there's a few bits that was quite nothing that followed any of the story but I just I quite enjoyed that those mm-hmm. scenes. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything. That, I didn't like. Yeah, the only thing you might say is there's maybe like too many uh, sort of minor characters. Mm. Maybe you could have just focused in and uh, tightened up the story. Personally, it doesn't bother me. I no, like it doesn't bother me. Even the bit like where they say that the two brothers start having a fight in the kitchen. Yeah. I thought that was genius. I just thought, like, <laughs> they, like you can tell that like, one of them caught one in the face and I was like, yeah. fucker. <laughs> you know? um, and That's pretty bizarre. Yeah. I don't know if that... They, Kareen told him to do that. Or... Well, at one point, well, well, one point, the the one the brothers looks at the camera two or three times, right? Aye. and as if to say, like, "Is this cool? Should we keep <laughs> going?" Kind of thing. Like, I, but I don't know whether it's like kind of we didn't mean to start this. Do you want us to stop? Kind of thing, or like you just want this? Um, but it's pretty funny. Like yeah, because <laughs> I think one of the guys saying, "I want your shoes." Aye, <laughs> so it starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I mean, there are loads of characters in it, but again, it's all all adds colour to the. It, yeah. It all create like. I could, you can picture that that town, you know what yeah. I mean, because of all those characters. Mm-hmm. You can kind of picture it, and like you know, and you get kind of fair broad, fairly broad spectrum. It's more mm-hmm. about the town almost that in that way when you you know the the townspeople. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't think I don't think that hurts it. At yeah. All. And I don't I don't think it was very hard to follow because it wasn't like. There was, whatever it went to there was an interesting part to see if you know what I mean like mm. say with the brothers fighting or whatever yeah. or even though some of the conversations were quite interesting to listen to so mm-hmm. yeah all round you liked it I liked it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. I'm quite intrigued I'd like to see kids now yeah Um, <clears throat> I was reading up a bit on that and like it's um, Chloe Sabine and Rosario Dawson's first yeah. film mm-hmm. um, but I'm quite, I'm quite mm-hmm. interested to see that uh, also, like, there's a companion, well, kind of companion piece to Gummo, uh, Diary Anne Frank. Too. Right, I was trying to find that <clears> on the internet. Apparently, but... it's a three screen right. art presentation. Yeah. That features, like, the characters, mm-hmm. well, not necessarily the characters, but the actors from Gummo and some yeah. of the footage they didn't use. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting to see, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a shame, like, Kareen's films haven't really had any decent DVD releases. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Gummo has never even been released in the UK. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. That, uh, uh, there's. Films that are more obscure that have been released, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or not obs- more obscure, but more mm. kind of hard to follow, and yeah. you know that wouldn't be described very mainstream. I, th- I was a bit, like, I was, a, I was hoping there'd be like a commentary or things like that on the DVD, mm. but there was kind yeah. of like low thing. But the, the interview was nice. That was kind of mm-hmm. good, to inter- interesting to listen to, and um, give it some insight. Yeah. So like, his scene he has with the little like, black guy, um, that was genius as well. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like pouring beer all over himself, and then he asked him to kiss him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was good. But again, random, but like totally. Yeah, it was good that we guy showed up again at the, he, he the chair wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't missing that. Neither was. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I I definitely like to see kids now, and as I say, mm-hmm. and check that out. I see that he was Crean's uh, quite a kind of follows the is it Dogma ninety five the. Lars von Trier. Yeah. Thing? Well, he made one short film. Short, right, right. Julian Donkey Boy, the right. film he made after this. Right. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. film as well, which was certified as a dogma sure. film. Uh, followed the set rules. Yeah, I've I've read read it, 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 kind of broke a few, them. but uh, yeah, but I think Lars von Trier like kind of lauded him for it. Like yeah, he said that you know, mm-hmm. 
He says, well done. Aye. Well done, wee pal. Because <laughs> like, he's from Scotland, that's what I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone didn't know. <laughs> so no, yeah, definitely kind of, I was looking at some of his other films like, and I hadn't really, haven't heard of any of them. Right, right. So, I, you know, something that I'm quite interested in mm-hmm. checking out, some more of his stuff. Yeah, definitely Julian Donkey Boy, is he, Ewan Bremner. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's also about disability, it's about characters with uh, schizophrenia who's right. based on Kareen's uncle who had that right after that he did uh, Mr. Lonely which is about a group of like impersonators like a Michael Jackson impersonator right it goes to this sort of um, commune of like impersonators who've been like ostracised in the right. film <laughs> that's as good it's not as successful as his first two films yeah and then the last time we did was Trash Humpers which is like I kind of I found footage it was a bit silly right um about people who wear like weird masks and they go about like uh, humping trash cans and stuff. <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I thought, no, I'll know about that, obvious. Aye, no, it's <laughs> <Humping> trash. <laughs> yeah, the problem with that is. Yeah, I know I got it from trash humpers, but I mean, yeah, I was, you know, thinking. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of weird characters, as Crane likes to do, but the problem I had with the film, like, they're not sympathetic at all, they're mm. not interesting, mm. um, which, which is what I love about his other films. Mm-hmm. Where does the title Gummo come from? I believe it's a reference to Gummo Marx. Right. They, yeah, because a lot of times when I was Googling it. this film, yeah. it came up with Gummo, right, right, yeah. okay, sure, I get you. Yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it. It was something that I was kind of blind going in with, but, uh-huh. and as I say, like, the kind of fact that there were adults, you son of a bitch, um, you threw me <laughs> off, I was like, he's lied to me. But no, I enjoyed it, as I say, the characters were very sympathetic, and like, I, I really did kind of, well, in love with them a wee bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were they were fun to, to watch and interesting to find out what their lives were like. So I think that's about us for the film then. Is there, have you got any final thoughts, Gary? I'll just end with a quote I found from Bernardo Bertolucci about the film. Sure. Who says... Um, Sorry, who's that? Bernardo Bertolucci. Who's he? He is an Italian director of like Last Tango in Paris. Got you, right. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, he de- he says it's uh, with this film Crane creates a revolution in the language of cinema. Personally, I wouldn't go that far. Mm, no, but he's, he's, a lot of the stuff has been done before mm-hmm. to an extent, but I love the fact that Crane is trying to push boundaries and doing something outside the box. Yeah. Um, yeah, the film is sort like of a celebration of weirdness and otherness and just a sort of pretty crazy cast of eccentric characters yeah uh, also really touching and beautiful at the same time mm-hmm. I think as um, like I said it's quite a free, like, I think the the process of making the film would have been quite freeing as well yeah Um, you know not having this tight narrative and continuity to stick to yeah I don't know if he did like, if, I know this was his first like film mm-hmm. directing but I don't know if he made anything you know like short films or anything right. beforehand that he, he did but this would have been quite I think mm-hmm. like, freeing for him and the, and the actors as well um, as well as the film being kind of about the freedom as yeah. well. Okay, so that rounds up our conversation on Gummo. Now it's time for the news roundup where we discuss Blu-ray news, what we've been watching and buying. So there's some Arrow news this week, Simon. Right. To catch us. Uh, Arrow announced it's a couple of times actually going out of print. Yeah, you text me about uh, that. It's a shame. Right. Uh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead <laughs> and Martin. The Dawn of the Dead Blu-ray and yeah. the, the Martin DVD. Well, all, all DVD versions are... Don't know, Dead, I believe. What do you mean? Or oh, even the DVD version? Yeah, because they're yeah. losing the rights to the film. Right, right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't know Which that. Which is uh, crap. I hate that when the <laughs> labels do that. I didn't know it was because they're losing the, the rights. Yeah, so I don't know. So they're not going to even do a, a limited? A, like, no. Unlimited, sorry? No. Oh, really? Uh, hmm, I wonder who'll pick up the rights then. I know. Mm. Um, I don't see them topping that release. No, I mean, as I say, that's still stand up there in one of my... Like the the best kind of uh, arrow release I've got, like print wise, and yeah, um, even extras. It's kind of mm-hmm. more or less mirrors the ultimate edition, the DVD box set was released in the states that I have, yeah, uh, for extras and stuff. But that's a shame. Yeah, so I made sure I picked up a copy yeah. of that this week. And Martin, is that going out? Of print? Yeah, it's is, the same is that I... losing the rights to that yeah. as well? See, I was going to pick that up. I don't know. If, I mean, what's your thoughts on the four percent pal speed up? Right. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on it? <laughs> um. I would, I guess, it would put me off. I haven't seen the film, and it's mm. no one. Maybe if it was on Blu-ray, 
Yeah. I would maybe buy it, but Definitely. TBD, and if it's a PAL conversion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that kind of sucks. That kind of bummed me out a bit because I really, it's got nice, some nice features on it and things like that. And it's, again, it's like a nice box and yeah. reversible cover. But um, apparently, the it's got the full frame version of the film in it. It's got okay. actually three versions of the film in the, right. di- in the DVD. Ah. It's got the <clears throat> a widescreen, a 185, I think it is, or 178, um, the full frame. And it also has an Italian cut of the film. Oh, really? Yeah. How many DVDs is it? I think it's only two. I think it's a two disc. Oh, two, okay. Um, so, which is fine, but <clears throat> apparently the full frame is the better. Like, obviously, you're getting more of the image and you're not nothing getting cut off. Mm-hmm. But the 5.1 mix of the sound actually goes out of sync oh, with, yeah. with the full frame version, whereas the, the, the 2.0 that's included, the stereo sound, is it's and with it all the time which is fine but again it's kind of you know a wee bit that kind of sucks you know mm-hmm. um, and the Italian cut would be kind of interesting to have but I guess if, if if they're losing the rights maybe somebody else will pick it up but if that's the only transfer they've got yeah I don't know I still, I'm still considering picking it up to be honest the DVD is quite expensive right. it's about £14 something okay. like that on Amazon but I've seen it on eBay for maybe 10 something like that yeah. um, it's still something I'm considering picking up but I looked at the region 1 Disc and it's not that expensive either. So in effect, it's got the kind of the non-sped up version. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I'm yeah. out on that. It's unfortunate we can't go and see the the film, right, the cinema, but it's shown at the GFT in Glasgow mm-hmm. on the first of April. The introduction with Mark Miller and Ian Rankin. Okay. There you go. That's some news. Mm-hmm. I thought I didn't have anything. Right. I've got news, <laughs> folks. Don't think it's sold out yet. Get your tickets now. Thank you. Yeah, the other thing was, Arrow put this poll up uh, for asking their fans if they would like them to continue to release a limited edition full deluxe box set. Yeah. So I'll just go for cheaper, unlimited edition, the new combo DVD uh, Blu-ray combo packs that seem to be doing. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned these the last time. We were speaking, but to be honest, I mean, I voted... I, I, I've still wanted the limited editions. Yeah, me um, too. I think the the vote was unanimous actually. I, I think it was eighty percent. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, yeah, eighty yeah. percent. Um, I don't see. I don't know. I like. I just like the slip covers and the yeah, four panels and you know it's it's a full package. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really. <clears throat> if I buy a a Blu-ray, I'm not really going to be watching the, the DVD copy of it. If you know what I mean, so yeah, I'm not really bothered totally. with the dual format ones. Aye. And the films that you're not going to get a dual format, you're not really going to get any added value. And I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a fiver of a difference, I'd probably still pay that, mm-hmm. to be honest, because it's a nice package. Yeah. Um, yeah, some people are saying the, it might mean it's a bit cheaper for the, just yeah. go for the, the combo packs. But, um, and they're saying like, if that saves them money and they can then buy more films. Yeah. But... Um, I think it's... If you get the rights to film, you should do it as best you can. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully. And I mean, I told you like, <clears throat> when we first started speaking about these arrow releases, I think that was you know maybe joking, but I think I read it somewhere that they get like award for most improved uh, DVD oh, yeah. and Blu-ray distribute. I think that was just a a joke, but okay. like um, over the last couple of years, because of these right, packages, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, there's nothing really else like that out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'd say keep the limited editions. Yeah. If you're listening, Arrow. Me too. Other news, I was just going to talk about uh, Criterion's June slate that yes. announced on March 16th. Did you see that at all? No. Nope. All right. Some uh, some fantastic releases there coming. Right. Um, I won't go through every title, but there's three yeah, that I think, I, think I must buy. First one, uh, The Gold Rush, Charlie Chaplin. Right. So that's my favourite Chaplin film. Oh, yeah. So, um, this is Blu-ray? Yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the third... <laughs> Criterion have the rights to most uh, Chaplin's catalogue, um, his major works, and they've been slowly been releasing them, like one a year. Um, so, but the two that have come out previously, Modern Times and Great Dictator, are like fantastic packages, like full of stuff packed with features. So, looking forward to picking up that one. Cool. Uh, also, uh, Shallow Grave oh, is coming right. out. Awesome. I uh, love that film. Yes. I have the, the film for Blu ray. Yeah. Um, oh right, that didn't really. It's okay. It's it's not the greatest image. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of suffers from noise and it's a wee bit a wee bit sure. soft maybe. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to see what Criterion yeah, can do that with that. Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Was that Danny Boyle's first film? 
Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, McGregor, Chris Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other one, uh, 39 Steps. Yeah, see, coming. you mentioned that before. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like, so that's one that was out on ITV, Bloody, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> we're better than that one. <laughs> uh, on like the Blu-ray.com, there was uh, on the thread for that the ITV release, there was like a massive debate between right. the guy who reviewed it and said it was abysmal. Uh-huh. And then this guy saying, uh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. That's as good as it can look. Because the guy's basically saying it didn't look any better than the DVD, sure. Criterion's DVD. Um, so I guess once Criterion bring it oh, out, no. they'll prove yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> definitely going to pick up them. Look forward to the July uh, Barnes & Noble sale. Yeah, uh-huh. Might pick up a few myself, uh-huh. even if I can't play them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've um, I've had for a while like a Blu-ray drive from a my PC that mm-hmm. I I got I was repairing a laptop at one point and um, <clears throat> it was it couldn't be repaired and the people just said to me I'll just bin it so mm-hmm. I just kind of scavenged what I could from it and one of the things was a Blu-ray I think it's a Blu-ray burner as well okay. something tells me um, so I've got like, an external housing for it so apparently mm-hmm. I can run like there's a program that you can get. <laughs> that lets you run Blu-rays region free on your PC. Okay. And like I've got my TV hooked up with an HDMI, and I can set that to twenty-four frames. Right. So that should yeah know, solve that problem for the short term anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So quite looking forward to getting that. Yeah. Maybe get a few of your criterion yes, documents yeah. to look at. A piece of news that came out this week. It was a Blu-ray release of Stanley Kubrick's Fear and Desire. Right. Uh, along with his three short films. Right. Um. From Kino, it's coming. It said fall twenty twelve. Was that those three short films that you showed? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones I got like, put uh, together for you. So it's pretty phenomenal. If, yeah. uh, Kubrick, if you're a Kubrick fan, this is like the holy, holy grail. Like sure. never had a proper home video release at all. Um, I think partly due to the fact um, Kubrick totally hated the film. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> he had a, a serious idea about it because it's not actually that bad. It's strange that he hated it so much. Like, apparently, he went around and bought all the prints, <laughs> but I don't know if that's just a, yeah, a myth yeah, or yeah. not. But uh, he definitely came out and said that he encouraged folk not to see the film. <laughs> and then it kind of had a weird history. I think it possibly went into the public domain in some places, right. and then there was hardly any prints of it. But I think there is one... Uh, this is getting a new transfer from the one negative or some kind of print that still exists in some restoration house. Right. Um, so I've picked, I'd had the, the, the Italian sort of bootleg edition, mm-hmm. which is kind of semi-legal, which you can buy in like Amazon Italy. Uh-huh. So that's the only way I've seen it, but that, that transfer is totally abysmal. It's like the verge of unwatchable. Right. It's weird, I don't know, it looks like it's been transferred from a VHS taped off a TV. Oh no, right, right. <laughs> it's like the contrast is like the whites are just totally blown out to the point you can't even really see what's going on. There's like no definition to the image at all. So um, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing it on Blu-ray. Like, I quite like the film. Mm-hmm. There's something about Kubrick's first two films. They're kind of rough, but it's kind of a weird, kind of cool, like pulpy feel to them. Mm-hmm. Like the, di- the acting's kind of stiff, and the dialogue's kind of stiff. But it just uh, it's kind of got kind of B movie vibe that sure. I quite like. So yeah, anything else? Uh, only other like? one that I'm psyched about is the announcement of Singing in the Rain. Oh, really? Coming to Blu-ray on sixteenth uh, of July. Right, who's Just bringing UK that? UK first. Um, Warner Brothers, right. I believe, oh, for the rights to. It. Yeah, it's that was one of my the, the films I was most looking forward to. Sure. My most wanted titles on Blu-ray. Uh, absolutely love the film. I've never seen it. No, oh, man. never seen it. No, <laughs> absolutely perfect film. It's like yeah, uh, totally just makes you feel. Awesome. Want to go out and do some dancing on oh, yeah. the street? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if it come down, if it come over you the other day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm sure that's going to be a, an awesome package. Yeah. One of brothers really do the, the ones, the old MGM titles that have always like gone with the wind. Wizard of Oz, they've been like fantastic, like packed stuff. Sure. So Sam, you picked up anything in the past couple of weeks? Oh, funny you should ask, Gary. Yeah, actually, I've picked up a few uh, titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Blu-ray. Okay. Um, which is quite nice. Um, I was comparing it actually to the US one, which seems to be apparently a bit softer, the print. Oh, really? And apparently it's from the same transfer, but right. um, in comparison, 
skin tones are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, the general consensus seems to be that the UK one's better because it's a little sharper. Okay. You know, I think there's maybe the NRW bit right, right. On, on the States one just because it's quite heavy grain structure on, on it. But um, it looks really good as well. Mm-hmm. Some, like, I was flicking through it and like some of the shots, like, I forget you forget how like awesomely shot that film is. Like mm-hmm. shot from un- under the the swing. Like right, the yeah, chair yeah. swing mm-hmm. that comes under. I mean, just like amazing shot, mm-hmm. and it just looks. You can see the blue sky. It just looks gorgeous Aye. and blurry. Um, I picked up. Um, <laughs> this is a guilty pleasure. Um, Resident Evil. Okay. In blurry, <laughs> the Milovovich film, which apparently like is like really stellar on on Blu-ray. It looks right. really good. I got the states version because I preferred the artwork. Okay. So a different artwork. I got my Chase and Amy Criterion through eventually, the right. proper one. I had okay. a, a, a weird Canadian knockoff right. to start with. I, I got my real one through, nice booklet and things like that. Very good. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. I got um, from Arrow Video, I got the Cat and Nine Tales. Apparently that was going out of print as well soon. Wasn't it? No, going out of print. The limited edition one. Sorry, yes, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the limited edition was going to be stopping or like, out of print at yeah, some yeah. point. Um, <clears throat> so I thought I'd pick that up. Um, not really had a look at that yet, but it's them nice special feature things like that on it. I've got a few with me to show you. I'll try not to rustle too much. <laughs> I've got Friday the 13th. Oh, right. Really. Again, from the States because I prefer the, the artwork and things like that. Mm-hmm. And some of the special features are pretty good. Apparently that's really nice on right. on um, Blu-ray. Master of Cinema, Nosferatu. Very good. Um, box is a little beaten up, but it's nice, heavy. Mm-hmm. And nice big booklet and things like that in it. Uh, yeah, this is one I really want to see, yeah. or really want to get, but yeah. um, it's holding out for a Blu-ray from but, someone. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But I, I don't know, I like the package and things like that. And, um, it's like a tinted print, so it is. Um, right. Whereas like the one I had before was either like a black and white or a uh, sepia. Right. Okay. Um, but that's that's nice. That's that's quite um high resolution. If you know what I mean. Right. Um, compared was it to a, the other one. An HD. <clears throat> transfer? Yeah. As far as I'm, I think it was a restoration done. Right. Um, sure it was an HD. Sure it was. Okay. Um, but that's quite nice. And to say the book looks nice. I like the. Apparently that's one of the original posters from. Right. When it was released, for the cover. My favorite pickup since I've last walked to you. Is this Steelbook edition of okay. Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Have you seen the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like the it? film. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked it. Um, the Steelbook that's like it goes for like thirty to forty quid, something like that. Oh, sometimes really? um, I managed to get it off eBay for like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it said it had like some scuffs, and it does have a few scuffs, but nothing. I've seen a few people on YouTube with it, and you know it's got dents and stuff, but it's pretty in decent con- condition. I really liked that working that. I thought that was. Mm-hmm. Quite cool. Like, I really nice. enjoyed the film. I actually put it on last night before I watched Gummo. Right. And I almost didn't watch Gummo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about me for my, my pickups. Oh, th- sorry, there was one more. One that I forgot last time. Which was... I bought up the Batman anthology box set with the four okay. Batman films. Right. The, the two Tim Burton ones and the two Sh- mm-hmm. Schumacher ones. It was only £15 out of HMV, right. so I kind of thought, why not? Like, yeah. I'm a bit of a completist nut, so I mm. thought I'd just get them all. So what about yourself, any? Pickups. Yeah, I've picked up a few things. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, oh, yep, as I mentioned. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. So make sure I've got that. Now it's Definitely. not going to be available anymore. Your buddy tells me you picked up two copies. Oh, I, I did. <laughs> Motherfucker. If anybody's out there greeting, can I get a copy? I know. Contact Gary. Yeah, it's <laughs> money in the bank. Money in the hopefully. bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll see in a year's time. I don't yeah. know how... how That'll go. If it's You've got one in case one breaks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's probably going to be another Blu-ray. It's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So if it's the same transfer, I don't know how, how much, much that'll... Yeah. I mean, £10 is worth yes, a gamble. exactly. So I mean, I'm just and, getting and that for it. I doubt they're going to release it with such a nice package. Sure. And if they do, I'd be very surprised. But I still think it's going to be... It'd be worth something picking up. Yeah. You'll get your money back anyway, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, <clears throat> Two of the Disney Blu-rays. Sure. For the Disney two-for-one sale that's sure. going on just now. I uh, picked up Beauty and the Beast and Princess and the Frog. Got you. So, I'm sure these look amazing. Yeah, I haven't, um, seen, them, I haven't but... seen the Princess and the Frog. Right. Have you seen it? Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it good? That's a good movie, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of like. The return to. Total, like, yeah. Of, not hand drawn, but. Yeah. Like 2D animation, mm-hmm. animation at least. So, what, the 2000s were pretty uh, dark times for Disney, like, how they did anything good. Yeah. Then. It wasn't released by Pixar. <laughs> right, yeah. aye. Um, Bolt was kind of pretty yes. good, like, that was kind of like almost kind of mocking like 
it was a Pixar film. It looked like a Pixar yes. digital animation, that style. That was pretty decent. And then I think this is a total return to form. Right. And then Tangled was pretty good. So Sure. It was like in a 3D animation as well, wasn't uh, it? I think it was, yeah. But yeah. it fell, Disney. Sure. Maybe because yeah. it's a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last thing on DVD, this new release of Ken Russell's The Devils. Right. From BFI. It's like the first official DVD release ever, I think, right. from the film. It's 1971. And notorious film. Haven't seen it yet. But uh, basically, Warner Brothers had the rights to this and just like were sitting on it for decades. Didn't really want to touch it. Right. Which it seems because it was so controversial, but surely that's almost a selling point these days. Yeah, like, yeah, you could sell yeah, it yeah. on that basis. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I mean, BFI managed to get the uh, license to rights. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers weren't out for doing a Blu-ray release, so right. it's, we can only get it in DVD. And it's the original UKX certificate version, which the film was passed, sort of uncut at the time, but it had, like, pre-agreed to cuts. Right. Like, during the post-production, John Trevelyan and uh, Ken Russell were having like, banter back and forth about what, BFC we're going to let it through um, so there is a, a longer director's cut of the film that was reconstructed I right. think in 2004 and it's been shown theatrically a couple of times but Warner Brothers are just like they're not going to let it out it's like uh, really weird. it's bizarre I don't know uh, so I mean I, I, you've not seen it yet so maybe there is reason yeah it's a but... rape of Christ scene I believe it's called uh... right Mm. But I mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's odd. The film is just sitting in their vaults, not doing anything. They think yeah, it seems a bit. At least uh, make some fact, money off it. Yeah, totally. The fact it's not never been properly released. I think at least the, the small fan base it has. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a weird one. I'd be interested to see what you think mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah, I can maybe cover that in the future. So yeah, definitely. Pretty, uh, Especially with it's kind of it's kind of checkered past and yeah, the, totally. never been released. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that's all I've got for... Ah, that's all you had, right. Gary. I believe we've got a transaction to make here. Oh, right. Yes. Um, I had purchased the Arrow version of Caligula and Blu-ray. Can I, I'm going to hold out for the US one eventually. I did order that, but then some nutter sent me the same copy as this one. Um, and I believe you are wanting tick and want to buy this. I was, yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about picking this up. Just because it's this version's yeah. mm-hmm. not available anymore. So I could take that off your hands. I believe you offered me a, a fair price. I think it was fair, huh? <sighs> yep. So unfortunately, you've not got the money on you the no, day. Either, no, you no. Know? Um, but nice and sealed <sighs> and brand new. And Aye. Yeah. That may be something we can cover in the future as well, yeah. Caligula. Mm-hmm. Um, never seen it, but apparently very controversial. As yes. Um, so, uh, my uh, was it Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren mm-hmm. cool uh, also another option for you is this uh, the fun house Toby Hooper mm-hmm. again I got it dented. off eBay um, yeah. it was sealed um, but there's some dentage on top of the spine mm. which makes it a little unattractive no you don't me. like your dentage no I'm not happy with it really. So I have contacted the guy in eBay or the, the place in eBay. They haven't. I've emailed them twice and they haven't got back to me as yet for a full refund or replacement. But it could be yours for a special price. Yeah. I think I got it for ten ninety two. Huh. I was including postage. What would you be interested in it? Perhaps. Possibly. For the right price. <laughs> Actually, it's quite a lot of special features. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna pick it up again. I know that sounds stupid, but I'm gonna pick it up again. Right. Um, but um, <clears throat> it just kind of bums me. I don't I don't like the dents either, but sometimes I can mm-hmm. I can live in them. If it's a good stuff. deal. Yeah, I like to see it. I mean, um, I believe Hooper never really reclaimed the heights of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Uh, he just kind of went down. Well, I mean, you may again. Poltergeist was pretty. Pretty successful, but I mean, not I, I wouldn't. I don't think that's as good as Texture to Massacre, but, uh, but I thought it was a bit of a mess. Yeah, but let, but it, you know, it was fairly mainstream, right, yeah. and it, it, you know, it spawned two sequels, so you could say that was kind of yeah. successful and probably more mainstream than Texture to Massacre. But definitely, no, it's not anyone yeah. as good. I just like to add something 
Um, we've now got a Facebook page. It's simply uh, www.facebook.com forward slash cinema subculture. If you fancy giving us a like, that would be great. Also, if you can, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, if you could subscribe, that would be great as well. Just let us know this is, well, it's always worthwhile doing, but, you know, just to make sure we're, we're getting to people. Mm-hmm. We've got a nice steady download uh, line, so thanks for listening. So, um, what do we think we're going to look at next week? Uh, uh, not next week, <laughs> in two weeks' time. Yeah, we're going to do uh, Todd Browning's Freaks from 1932. Sure. Okay. The original exploitation classic featuring real circus freaks. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and you said that's the guy that directed Dracula? Yes. The Bill yeah. Lugosi one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm up for that. It's a really good film. Cool. Uh, um, hopefully that'll be interesting to people. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're going to try and get like some sort of schedule for the, the films we're going to look at um, in advance up on Facebook yeah. and things like that and in the blog. It won't be set in stone, but... Yeah, just a, a rough schedule. Rough schedule, We'll yeah, stick yeah. up uh, for the next couple of months. Yeah. So if you want to check that out and see any... Because obviously people aren't going to be interested in every, in every film we're going to talk about unless they find us exceptionally charming. Yes. Which I doubt. Um, <laughs> they won't be wanting to list it every episode, but I mean, uh-huh. if they see a film that they've seen or would like to see, it gives them a chance to look at it as yep, well. that's it. So join us next time on Cinema Subculture. Thanks for listening. Thanks. You fit extreme. It was a nightmare. <laughs>